0: To another episode of the streaking the lawn podcast once again my name is pearson once again i have paul and caroline with me here today this morning this special saturday morning episode of streaking the lawn caroline hello how are you hey
1: saturday morning <laughs> potting this is fun yeah,
0: does everyone have their lucky charms paul
2: uh if by lucky charms you mean coffee yes yes that is what agreed. I agreed mean.
0: checked in yeah we're just talking about <laughs> cartoons it's, it's, magi- it's my magically delicious coffee DuckTales, time to talk about some basketball wins that
1: we, I think, willed into existence uh, on the last podcast, right? Absolutely. I'm counting it. (laughs) Really, what I think is that they're clearly listening and have, you know, Tomas was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a ton of three-pointers, just like they said on that. Wait, we're supposed to make those? (laughs) (laughs) And then they were like, they said they wanted two wins this week, so I think we'll just give that a shot. So here we are. It's so
0: insane how close it was to being two losses. You know, like it just continues to show that the margin for error is slim. I mean, that Wake Forest game, they were not looking like the team that was going to win that game. <laughs> not really, time. yeah. And Tomas, obviously the hero there, and really kept it from being... A Wake Forest blowout win. I mean, he. I don't want to hear those words. Right. I mean, <laughs> talk about completely just throwing any chance of, of making the tournament away uh, early yeah. on after spending so much time going, they can do it. They just
1: need to go. <laughs> they just need to.
0: Hopefully, just a little bit above 500. But but I don't mean to be too pessimistic because they did win. They win in overtime, 65 63. Walden Tensei, 21 points. Uh, seven three-pointers very uh very determined to only score off three-pointers and yes. they needed every single one of them uh, because the shots were not falling uh, for our usual hero Braxton key uh and hey Clark also haven't uh, haven't have not not the most efficient scoring uh, recently <laughs> Oh, and also Casey Morcel went one for seven just looking at this box score I mean what a weird win but you know it, it's one of those games that like if this is one of those recent excellent u v a teams, we're going, "Hey, a win on the road is a win on the road, you know, and they've done that in in yeah. Winston Salem eked out close wins against hello Darius
1: North Thompson, Salem. right exactly,
0: <laughs> so you know we'll take the road win we'll take the the bump in shooting um from from one person and hope <laughs> that it correlates into good shooting for
1: him and good shooting for the guys who normally shoot shoot decently. Um, two things about that game one I don't want to play any more teams that are losing two of their top scorers because it does (laughs) weird things for the rest of their team yeah like they had guys out there that have never played so that that first half and this is kind of point two that first half was the weirdest thing I've ever seen Virginia both held Wake Forest scoreless for 10 minutes and Wake Forest went six for nine from three and 11 for 12 from the free throw line. Like, it was the craziest thing. Like, I don't understand. They won't, they won't shoot like that again. And I don't know how this keeps uh, – Grant, we, we've said this before, the, the, way, the pack line forces you to take threes, and that's how you beat it. But even the start of the Florida State game, which we'll get to, Raekwon Gray went two for two from three as they built that, like, 11 to two lead or whatever. And that kid has made four all season. He's shooting 19%. Yeah. Like, I mean, what is happening? You, <laughs> when you're
0: forced into doing it, they, they go in. Because
1: you know? yeah. <laughs> <And laughs> so people are like, if they can't beat this undermanned Wake Forest team, I was like, I'd like to see Duke get a huge lead on Andrean White hitting every single thing that he put up in the air in the first half. Like, good Lord, that was just insane. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think it shows a lot of credit that they came back. And I appreciated that in the next game the people shooting threes were Tomas Mm -hmm. and Tomas. (laughs) And then then Mamadi, when he decided that he was like, this is my thing now, I'm going to make three, should have been four, but my huge foot toe was on the line. (laughs) Um, And that's fine. Like, that is exactly what they should be doing.
0: Right. Tomas only had a couple, but, you know, two for four is is sort of what they need, right? Like, they don't always need him to be um, the seven for 15. (laughs) They needed every one of Mamadi's, obviously, because his came at huge points in the game. Um, but Kihei, uh, had another, uh, bad shooting day and, and Braxton was so, so now Braxton's free throws turned around and Kihei's free throws were on point. I mean, the story really of the FSU game, besides playing great defense and hitting enough threes was the fact that they finally hit their free throws and they hit 20 yeah. of them.
1: who's the Yeah. And um, they created contact. Uh,
0: yeah. They yeah, did yeah. Really, I mean, a really, really nice a, job doing we, that. We, we know why it's because they went in the lane and FSU yeah. did not, the, you know?
2: The thing that was the most encouraging to me is that they've, it, it it has seemed like the offense has been designed to create good shots. Like that's that is what what Tony's offense tries to do. And it seemed like for one of the first times this this season, certainly they were trying to create matchups they could exploit as yeah. trying to create good open jump shots. And it worked perfectly. It was if if a team is going to be that rigid, and this is what our defensive you know, we're going to switch one through five every time. Okay. We'll put our five, seven quick as a lightning bug. Right. Point guard on your seven, four Croatian center. Like, yeah. Okay. What cool. they used
0: to do to Duke.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it was refre- like after, especially given how the Duke game last year went that, uh, Kihei was essentially taken out of the game because, mm-hmm. Of of the similar sort of switching dynamic that he was he was just too small to play against a six foot six guard you know just, just he couldn't play defense the way that that was necessary to see his game develop enough to this year to be in another everybody switching everything game mm-hmm. um, obviously our the Virginia some of that's necessity
0: too <laughs> yeah no, absolutely <laughs>
2: like right but in in a in a moment that it was necessary. He, he delivered. He basically mm-hmm. drove that team through the last last five minutes, mm-hmm. um, and I think getting that the flagrant on on um, FSU's big man what well, seemed like it was a spark um, that it. That I it, thought
1: was, they broke, it, broke him. Used. I thought he was broken yeah, in bad. half. Okay. It was like just the. Because so it, tree grabs like, you and yeah. spins you, and then and look, I don't think that kid was doing anything malicious. No, and,
0: I don't either. But yeah. I
1: don't think I think that the I think that the refs shot hold on, did it exactly right. They assessed the flagrant one, went to the monitor, thought that there was enough and it wasn't a bad like it was it was too much. Like that was too much for a game. And I think that you know when we saw the replays, I was like, I think it would be fair if this kid was ejected. That that's you know, I heard the commentators were saying like it's not his fault Kihei's so small. And I'm like, that's not a defense. Like I'm sorry. Well
2: used to get flagged a lot for hitting <laughs> little guys in lacrosse. Like yes, no 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 I, I feel size like, discrepancy. Look,
1: I understand like I got mad when like jack would get called for shit because he just looked bigger than like that's a jack is bigger than the other person foul but that doesn't mean you can like excessively like i don't know it just looked really bad so i'm not surprised that they did the thing that they did
0: there's an amount of physics that just goes into that equation that results (laughs) in violence you know yeah
1: and that was again i was over here like fist pumping when paul was saying all the stuff about you know using those switches i thought this was such a great chess match game for tony bennett um they clearly learned from the first game they still did the stuff where they're getting in the lane and creating opportunities there they upped the you know we're going to take it into you you're going to foul us or we're going to score mm-hmm. and then when they got the free throws they made them which was very exciting um Braxton said he credited wearing jersey number 42 he wants to keep that now because quote 42 did he made, say
0: he's gonna keep it
1: he said I want to keep 42 42 made his free throws right,
0: right,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> guy's um, a lot he, like he, Braxton
0: but he can shoot yeah. yeah he's like I'm just gonna put have
1: him put key on the back of this one like um he's in look should he have torn his jersey in frustration no also it tore very easily Where he's <laughs> way stronger than I thought um yeah our paper mache
2: jerseys from yeah. Nike
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so it looked like they sewed it back up from Twitter which I was like do they not have more? Can they just like
0: <laughs> send an email? Like, Sorry, that was our only
1: one. That was our only one. Like did London bled all over that one? Did they just wash it? I
0: thought they loose.
1: I thought they saved that one and just gave him a new one. Like this is going in some sort of legacy like a very museum.
2: gross hall of fame. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I liked what because you know, and and there are gonna be situations where every game you're gonna is gonna get one of those shots blocked or whatever, but the other thing that's so important is by Tomas making shots, they have to respect him now as a shooter. And yeah. that gives Ki- Kihei way more – not way more space, but at least one fe- like one fewer defender to deal with. Like, yeah. So where previously they could really crash him, um, now they have to at least pay respects to Tomas on the outside, and that gives them a little bit more working space. And I, I think that Kihei's obviously shown that he's worked on – what can I do to create – like, he's been working on his stop jumpers. Like, he's been working on some of those, like, fake moves mm-hmm. where he looks like he's going to make the yeah. turnover pass to the top of the key. <laughs> but instead, <laughs> like, holds on to it and makes the layup. So he really powered that te- the team to that win on the last five, yeah. six wins that game. It was incredible.
0: Well, Diakite, I mean, after saying last week that he – if this team was going to be a great team, it would mean that Diakite has sort of ascended into that go-to yeah. role. And he's not quite there particularly, like, you need a bucket. But he he was hitting those shots that, that kept them in the game. But all the stuff outside of the shooting, he was doing immeasurably well. Yeah. Um, you know, nine rebounds, just impacting – on the defensive end quite clearly everything FSU was doing uh, and not to take away from the other guys. I mean, you know, they're, they're playing some, some remarkable, you know, I don't want to say hero ball. Cause it means like, usually that means like one, one guy, <laughs> yeah. but it's like those four guys, Key, Clark, Diakite, um, and Walden Tensei played the majority of the game. Every, but every yeah. one of those played more than 30 minutes, except Walden Tensei is at 29. And yeah. some of that's Statman. Um,
1: god he looked he had bad
0: black eyes well i gotta you know if i'm cody i'm sitting there going wait no we look really good (laughs) i better bring it (laughs) when i'm healthy or i'm gonna be on the bench because clearly something's starting to click and i'm not a part of it just you know because of injury but but that's got to be a clear signal to him that he's gotta step in and produce.
1: And I think Jay had a very great a very good he had a lot of fouls, but um defensively, especially late, I thought he was really strong and his rebounding yeah. was actually something that I was like Ooh! He was doing
0: everything he is capable of doing. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, he's
1: made back to back games huge shots. Yep, like
0: absolutely.
1: really, really big shots. And that finishing like that, finishing that alley oop. I mean, I thought he got fouled. Um, oh, if yeah. we're it. Oh, like that please, guy was on yeah. his back and it, it yeah. is what it like you know fine whatever um it was an important moment because that would have tied the game but obviously it didn't end up mattering um yeah. but I've, that is exactly what we've wanted him to do like go up strong beat a guy physically get it in like whatever so i thought he was great too um
0: Absolutely. That video
1: defense.
2: vision of his of his hedge and recover um when oh, that's beautiful been, had been such a weakness of his the first you know, his not really his entire time here is what kept him off the floor the yeah. last couple of years. If, if he's built that ability in, um, I, it's going to give him a lot more leash. I think that if, if it's yeah. out of, if it's out of six defensive possessions, he does the right thing five times instead of four, that probably earns him an extra seven to eight minutes a game, you know. Um, and so I, it's, it's good to see it, – it was, it was interesting watching that clip because it still looks like he's moving really slowly, but he's so <laughs> damn long that it's – yeah, each step is 30 seconds apart, but they're also 30 <laughs> feet apart. Um, and I think that, that also helps with the recovery that his, his – you know, he can recover with his arms out and it covers so much space. So I'm, yeah. I'm very encouraged to see – hopefully that is the defensive system starting to click yeah. in his head in a way that, you know, if the game is sort of starting to slow down in that way, really that being an element that can continue to elevate this team. You know, we're starting to see the things we talked about at the beginning of the season. What's it going to take for this team to get where it needs to be? Well, Jay needs to get to the next level. The outside shooting needs to click. Braxton and Kihei need to step into more uh, leader than just contributor roles that they had last year. And over the last week, that's kind there have been signs that that is starting to happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um in a way that potentially this team can do what it needs to down you know through these these next 10 games or so in, you know into the ACC tournament enough to you know earn earn their way into the NCAAs. Yeah,
0: that that would be a great segue into the rest of the schedule we're trying to talk about but there's still more I want to talk about the FSCU game because we haven't talked about turnovers and that has definitely been um, you know, the, the bugaboo for the team um, that has continued. So if the shooting's turned around a little bit, if, if some of these guys um, finding their roles more consistently has helped for sure, the turnovers are still there. And that's why uh, these games have been close. You know, I mean, the Wake Forest game, uh, almost a disaster, 14 turnovers. And the FSU game, a hard-fought win against a top-five team. I, and I, I don't, again, mean to be too negative, but 17 turnovers is why they almost lost
1: better than the first time
0: (laughs) they actually didn't let fsu score very much off those right so So
1: the other thing with the just yeah 17 is far too many 14 against wake forest is far too many um i what braxton said the post game he said we had what was it 17 turnovers and 11 assists yeah he's like look against a team like florida state that forces as many turnovers as they do like as they're, like, one of the best, if not the best, in the country at forcing turnovers, he's like, we'll take that. That's a win. Like, we want to get that number down. But it's tough every time that this Florida State game has rolled around and that number is so high and so aggressive, (laughs) like, that it's sometimes, like, This to me is almost like the scoring for Virginia thing, where it's like when they're up by 10, it's like being up by 20. Like 17 turnovers against Florida State is like 10 against a normal team. (laughs) But when you look at some of those numbers, like you said, the Florida State only had seven turnovers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And they shot – I mean, they didn't shoot well. They shot 39%. But that's not – Horrible. I mean, there are some games where Virginia fans would be like, 39%? it sounds so great. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're an FSU fan, you're blaming the refs. Um, as, which is... As some fan. Well, I mean, it was a pretty f- amusing post-game um, field of comments to, to, to listen to or to read because everybody was blaming the refs on, on both sides. How? Um, I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not saying they're right, but I think... You know, UVA shoots a billion free throws, and and you're gonna gripe about it, uh, just like any team's fans would. They thought they thought that the the kid got thrown out of the game, despite trying to catch Kihei. I mean, they're wrong. You know, he got thrown out of the game because of the violence. But you yeah, know. Um, anyway, they also I,
1: have like a replacement for literally every single player. Like,
2: right. They have <laughs> that guy fouled good. out. Right. Their yeah. Third exactly. Third center is Groot.
1: Like, yeah, like, like i watched one of the guys get a foul one of the big guys i think it was i think um a legend uh, number 15 got a foul and then he's terrible and that's why came him. in and i was like that's the same dude <laughs> like, they're just yeah, the, built the same way and like the, the second same- guy
0: was way better the the tattoo guy 15 was awful and he so still Kobe he made a couple put him back in i mean yeah. he had a couple plays but he was I guess he was 1-3. was all over the place. The so, <laughs> UBA was taking advantage of that. Yeah. and I, um, Obviously, that's why Hamilton didn't give him any time. Lately. They did
1: a nice job on Polite. Um, yeah, he sure. really hurt them. He was 4 for 4 from 3 in Tallahassee. They did a nice job uh, adjusting to him. They did a really nice job on MJ Walker uh and Devin, Devin Vassell is yeah. just really good the
0: Walker right. only hit three field goals was is a shocking thing to me yeah I, he, I feel like each of those three were big moments in yes big absolutely <laughs> so yeah obviously
1: he's really good um yeah. look in the the free throw disparity we've talked about this before on the other side right,
0: yeah, right you can't expect
1: your room. team to collect free throw attempts when you're shooting a bunch right. of threes and they took 20 virginia took 12 so it's not like a huge but those make a difference if those eight shots if half of them are in the lane instead and get drawn fouls then now you're taking eight more free throws you know what i mean or like 10 more free throws so it's really shot selection and virginia made an effort to get in the lane and force them to foul and they did and i don't think that there were too many um that's funny i didn't (laughs) I'm
0: not here to I'm say that, right. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, No, I know,
1: I know. <laughs> it's a,
0: it was a game with a ton of foul calls all over the place, yeah. and and some of that's part of FSU-UBA. I mean, they're phys- both physical teams, and you could probably call three times as many fouls yeah. as, as you did on both yeah. teams yeah. In, in this game.
1: Um, and Florida State runs that aggressive yeah. press. Like, yeah. there are a couple coming down the court. Like, I thought – it. Uh, <clears throat> the refs this, we've talked with the refs it's just been so inconsistent so like there were a couple calls where you're like what are you doing um well, but it was funny Braxton. after the game Braxton cannot he's the new like Anthony Gill he cannot get a call to save his life um uh, and that's why he ripped his jersey he was so yeah. frustrated like Kyle come Guy hard. had that yeah Kyle, yeah, yeah. Kyle
0: got battered at the rim yeah and, and never got a call and it it, it appears yeah you're right
1: post <laughs> postgame I don't know if you heard this but momity was like caping for his dude he was like look Braxton cannot get a foul call yeah. <laughs> like, and Braxton was like careful man you don't want to get fined <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is perfect because you know those Got kids out. pay attention right. to everything right yeah
0: <laughs> well let's take a look at the rest of the uh, schedule for the Who's because um, their next game uh, is still a few days away is against Clemson and Clemson has had a weird uh, schedule so far, uh, but it sits at five and five in, in the ACC. So right in that sort of mix uh, to, to uh, you know, be on the bubble uh, or, or make a run and, and actually get to a top four seed right now. UVA sits at fourth in the conference at six and four. So, you know, we're saying if they finish a couple games above 500, and that means you're the fourth seed in the ACC tournament, like that's gotta put you in the you know and you're the defending champion, you know you get some name recognition. I gotta think that that works out in your favor uh, come selection Sunday, but there are a lot of teams sitting right there
1: just below them, uh, they got a lot of help on it was yeah. very nice it was Everacuse very nice <laughs> of, well, it was very nice of Tech and Syracuse to take those ls um yeah because of the fact that that Virginia now moves into a tie for fourth with Syracuse
0: yeah. well and, that
1: Syracuse l was Clemson. Yeah, and that's the thing. Clemson's no joke, you guys. Like, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> like, especially sure, with the sure. way Virginia's playing this year. Like, that's a team that now has wins over all of the, all of the active Hall of Fame coaches. So they've got <laughs> wins over UNC, Syracuse, and Duke this season. Yeah. Um. So I, I they've played much better since the calendar turned to 2020. Yeah. Um. Amir Sims is no joke, uh, Blue yeah. Ridge, uh, been great. great player.
0: Uh, so, you know, UVA gets some rest. Hopefully that that's to their benefit. Um, so one might say maybe it's not because we finally got into sort of yeah. a shooting rhythm, or at least Tomas. Maybe it helps Kihei find his shot because cause that's going to be needed. Uh, huge. I think
1: he's the one that needed the rest. Bless yeah. his heart. Oh, I, Absolutely. Um, that kid has played, I think, just about every minute. <laughs> so here's a fun fact about Kihei I was looking at. First of all, he's still averaging, or at least during the Florida State game, he had a averaging 5.9 assists per game, which, again, that's insane when you think about the shooting that's been going on around him because obviously you can't get an assist without you know, people making shots. But he is 22nd in the country in assist rate. Let's not talk about the turnover rate, but he's 22nd nationally in assist rate. Like that's still like, yes, he needs to work on the on the turnovers. Yeah. We get that. We understand that. Um, but it, it is impressive. Like just don't. Yeah, there's still people fretting. Like I'm over this kid. Like Virginia's oh and whatever in the ACC without this kid. So. Well, and um, he's all
0: we got. <laughs> you yeah, know. that's so true. Right. If you stop watching for the rest of the season, that's your decision. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for right now, we certainly need him. Um, and, and so, yeah, if we're talking about finishing a couple games uh, in conference, like we said last week, it's, it's a daunting task that FSU win was basically a must win to to try and keep – That hope alive to to finish 12 and 8. And really, so is the Clemson game because, again, you're only leaving room for four more losses. You got to play Louisville twice, you got to play Duke, and then you got road games with Tech, Pitt, UNC, and Miami, all of which they could lose. Uh, I mean, any night, you know, they could lose Host in Clemson. They could lose Host in Notre Dame, even though they haven't, they don't have a lot of wins. All these teams are capable of beating Virginia because it's the way the conference has worked out this year and the way that the Virginia team who could also win all of these games um, as we know for sure. So uh, Clemson coming up next at Louisville is, is the game after that. So that right there is a, a daunting test that the Hoos have answered uh, in recent memory. But, you know, I wouldn't pencil in, it in as a, a W by any stretch right now. So. And they
1: were, so I think it was Lauren on the ACC podcast was saying that the vibe in Louisville for that game will be like the NC State crowd vibe when they play Carolina. <laughs> Like, we're like gonna take advantage. they they're, no, yeah. I was like they were terrified about knowing that they're the better team, but it's uh, their, it's the team that always gets them. <laughs> like, yeah. and so everyone in Louisville is going to be did. like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And every time anything happened, if you watch a game, you could hear the crowd like groan or gasp, mm-hmm. like just all all the sounds were very anxious. None of them yeah. were very excited. Like, gotcha. <laughs> and she's like, "That's what's going to be like in Louisville." I was texting our, my buddy um, Mike Rutherford, who runs the Card Chronicle site, and I was like. Who do you think's gonna hit all the threes? And he's like, it's got to it's be Cody Statman. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> we're gonna get beat by I'm some really kid named Cody Statman. <laughs> buying the ghosts. I know the ghosts for NC
0: State are, you know, generational <laughs> as far as Carolina's <laughs> concerned. So it really is the colors and not the, uh, you know, the colors of the jersey, not the guy or the <laughs> yeah. I think now that Louisville has Chris Mack, I don't know that the ghosts are the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they're recent ghosts you know, for for Louisville, Virginia, obviously. And I think a lot of that had to do with how Tony's teams uh, just played against... Um, Patino's. So I, I think Chris... And mainly this is based on, while they did beat Louisville last year, it didn't look like that type of... Um, that comeback thing, at same. Louisville
1: last season was pretty good.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah okay. uh, but yeah, it wasn't the feeling of the, you're going to score 14 points in the first half. <laughs> right. And just be utterly bewildered right. by this defense and have exactly. no idea what to do with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So Louisville broke out a zone. By, so here's, to make Virginia fans feel better, they played at Boston College, were tr- like ahead by two at halftime, and the score was like 45-43. And I was like, so nobody was playing defense. Got it. Um, and they ended up winning by seven or eight or whatever it was. Jordan, Jordan Nora scored like 37 points or something a new career high, but teams, that's the thing. Like these games are still going to be tight up there. They switched to a zone against Boston college. <laughs> well, they should against UVA. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing. Cause it's like, that would be, I mean, it's obviously not Chris Mack's identity. Like right. the pack line is for Bennett, but right. they play a pack line. Like right. that's, you know, they use the, Um, So to see a pack line team like set up in the zone, I was like, Oh my God, it's the end times. Um, But then again, Kentucky also set up a zone against Vanderbilt who haven't won a conference game in two years. So that's not a good look, but.
0: <laughs> well, um, that game against Louisville is on the 8th, so we will be back um prior to that to, to you know, talk a little bit, hopefully, about a, a big win against Clemson, continuing the, the momentum. But we uh, don't want to close out this week without talking about the lacrosse openers uh coming mm-hmm. down quick. And then the men also play on the 8th, hosting ranked Loyola. The Greyhounds? Yeah, Coyle and Maryland. Nice. Um, well so done. Another, another defending champion here to uh, start their season for the Who's. You did, uh, you did that on
2: purpose just to get Caroline's goat, didn't you? Oh,
0: say defending. Uh, no, honestly, I didn't. I'm just happy because we won all these champions <laughs> last year. Um, <laughs> well, but ours it,
1: also says raining, so I feel that one. That's a,
0: <laughs> a perfectly <laughs> acceptable phrase, too, as all these phrases are. <laughs> and the who's uh, on the on the lacrosse field probably as i think lars made a joke about in in the uh, press conference Probably pick to do a little bit better um, than the who's on the basketball court because the roster <laughs> turnover yeah. hasn't been what it is for the lacrosse team as it was for
1: the basketball. Yeah, team. they bring back a huge chunk. Really, the oh, big yeah. the big losses there are gonna be Ryan Conrad in the midfield, of and course. then you lose Logan Greco on the defense, and then there's a couple defensive midfielders, um, Dave Smith, who was actually huge in championship weekend. Yep,
2: um,
1: and he was also a really big leadership piece. So those are always we've talked about this before, but that can come sometimes be like a wild card, but I think they're, you know, Michael Krause and Docs Aiken and Jared Connors and John Fox are all the, yeah. the senior captains this year, and they're all great. But uh, yeah, the, the Lars was hilarious because, you know, they bring back, like I said, Krause, Aiken, Matt Moore, who was still grossly underrated by all of the preseason Matt
0: Moore I I sort of went oh god Matt Moore still here he's really good but it seemed like
1: he fell off or or under the radar for whatever which is insane because he was inarguably one of the best players in the country last year as someone that was moved from their natural position he did play some attack in high school but he came in as a midfielder and they needed someone on attack and they put him on attack and he was fabulous like his the chemistry that he has with ian laviano and uh, michael kraus up there on attack as, as an assist man is was incredible to watch um, first i
2: mean first 40 40 season and 40 goal 40 assist season in program history that's
1: yeah like that's going to sneeze at and <laughs> <when> you <laughs> think about that sentence like that's the thing like these guys and i don't know that we're going to fully appreciate what this current group of players yeah. are doing numbers wise until it's a few years removed because Docs Aiken keeps breaking his own records that he sets as midfielders. And when you think about who has come through this program in the midfield position, it's insane. Like the fact that Steel Stanley, you know, didn't have a 40-40 or like these guys that came before that have won the tour a ton, like Sweet. it's incredible. And so Matt Moore and I sit there and I look at these like preseason award lists or all ACC and I'm like, third team? what are you watching? Like, yeah, yeah. Are, right. And so I asked, you know, coach is going to keep him on attack because they actually bring in one of the best Oh, They bring in the number one player in the country, Connor Schellenberger on attack. Um, but there's a, like, there's a local possibility. Guy, right? Yeah. Local yeah. guy. There's a possibility he could red shirt because they're that stacked.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: like, And Peyton Cormier, Canadian kid, like, yes a canadian guy on offense in this in this <laughs> system like yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> um they have legit three really good face-off guys this is the yes. first yeah this is gavin ty is one of the first like under armor all-american recruited as a face-off guy <clears throat> player that they've had in a long time and to okay. dom Surge's credit he basically was like we'll get enough possessions we'll recruit a good guy but we're not going to go out and look for the like top face-off guy in the country or whatever um they have that now they have Turns the best face off guy in the country it's good to get to have that guy <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. know, you know. and yeah. they bring back my boy Petey <laughs> of course <we laughs> right
2: this this, this <laughs> is the first year that like the, the the specialist depth and strength is maybe the core of the team that it feels like for yeah. the last at least 5 or 6 years it's been well they've got plenty of athleticism in the midfield they've got plenty of firepower on attack but are they going to win face offs and are they going to stop goals from going in mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that, I mean, Rhodey played up, you know, to uh, yeah,
1: just completely out leading, of his mind. He tournament. had a good fall is the story we're getting to.
2: Um, and then as, as we just discussed the face-off, both depth and quality that as we saw, yeah. P, you know, Petey really pushed that that position group forward last year. The like Kihei year. Clark
0: of the lacrosse team. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, and then the, I mean, the you've got Jared Connors and Will Rock as as long stick middies close defense. They can kind of switch between either one. Um, that you're you're talking about a specialist group that um, even though Lars kind of de-emphasizes um, having real like force them into a box kind of specialist. It's not like you will play a very defined role as a long stick midi. I think that that has allowed them to emphasize how good they are as an overall player mm-hmm. but happen to be these incredibly good specialists that right. it creates a really unique advantage for you know in a, if another team their defensive scheme may not account for what a long stick midi can do, or they, their defensive scheme and practice and emphasis may not account for what a Fogo can do once he's got the ball. And these guys have shown those elements of their game that they do their specialized role really well. And then they do the other parts of the game. They are, they are lacrosse players too. They're not just specialists. Um, So I think it's, it creates a really, really big advantage for Virginia. Um, not just overcomes a weakness like we've seen in yeah. uh, and not
1: I, to you know we've loaded up on all the here's yeah. yeah we're yeah. like here's all the good stuff they are going to have some questions on defense just because they lose one they they're going to have to start a first year um, most likely uh, Cade Sostad, missed practice he's you know overcoming an injury so I don't know like if he's going to be ready to start but I really liked what he did defensively last year you Great. bring like Quentin Matsui or Scott Bauer it just the defense and especially when Lars likes to. He's the defensive coach. He likes to run the stuff. He likes to run the the slide packages and all that. He he compared it to the offensive line. Like what you ha- how much stuff you have to learn day one when you come in is the ho- steepest learning curve for anyone Wait, on the field. O linemen learn things. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, considering it's an unskilled position. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. So it, they're going to be. There could be some questions with the defense, because he's like, look, it took us three years to get a, to get them where I wanted for that, you know, for the postseason, uh-huh. um, playing the way that they did. But um, with Road returning, who reportedly had a really good fall, and start to spring, like he's leading, and the they have goalie b- battles ongoing all season. But, um, but that combined with, they should win a lot of face-offs, and they should score Hopefully. a lot of goals. <laughs> like, um, And that he really likes one of the reasons he wants to keep Matt Moore in that attack unit is because I asked him, I was like, look, like you're going to have more attackers. Like, do you consider moving him back to midfield? And he's like, we need to have him on the field at all times. Like so he's <laughs> going to stay on attack. <laughs> um, no, I like it. I mean, he, yeah. he,
0: he mainly played in that like X role.
1: Uh, yeah. kid, right? And he, like, and he likes the way that they ride together. Yeah. That was yeah, one of yeah, the things yeah, that was so yeah. important with, exactly. especially that's yeah. also important with what Lars wants to do as a, um, yeah, as his system, yeah. as his yeah, you put, his it, you
2: put it. You put a guy that was recruited as a two-way midfielder in at an attack, and we, we saw the benefit of what that ride became last mm-hmm. year. I mean, it was. I I don't remember ever seeing a lacrosse team ride the way mm-hmm. that Virginia. It was team unbelievable. Did. Well, it
0: became their. You know, it I'm going to keep the, throwing the, out basketball comparisons. It <laughs> became their shot clock violation. Yeah, you know yeah. the the fans were in on it. Like the fans were expecting it and getting loud and, and, and enthusiastic yeah. about it. It's awesome. Um, and like you said, yeah, signature to have that identity is is, is pretty cool and fun. Um,
1: yeah, it should be fun this season. Like the the schedule is real tough, but that's how it always is. Um, right. And Welcome you, to ACC. yeah, okay. every we should be able. This is what I love at this point. You know, like even for basketball, being I remember I'm old enough to remember when we couldn't watch every game. Like you know, you didn't you'd, <laughs> you know, like you, you couldn't you didn't have the luxury right. of the I just ACC network three or different schools. Yeah, like all that stuff. So now we're going to get to see, I mean, granted, the only one we have a question on is Virginia's going to Maryland this year. like starting that rather yeah. than back up. I know. Blah. But that's the only one that wasn't in, in like included in this, you know, ESPN family package of gotcha. every, so all, they have 14 regular season games, 13, 13 of them will be shown on ESPN or ESPN. Well, only ones on ESPN plus. So bummer you guys, if you don't pay for that, all right, it's like four bucks. I sure. Um, ACC network, <laughs> ACC network extra, yeah, um, ESPNU,
2: and, and they've now said that Maryland's going to be like it's it's explicitly on the schedule that it'll be either BTN or BTN plus, yeah. Uh, which, so it's literally every game will be broadcast, even if not yes. televised. It's, yeah, it's fantastic,
1: which is incredible. It's amazing, and so they play these great games. They like so I said, no Hopkins this year, which. That's a bummer. We have the trophy, so see (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they beat them last year, so they have the Doyle Smith Cup. Um, But, yeah, I think just with the way Syracuse is later in the season, so keep an eye on that. It's the the last game, right? Yeah, it's usually early March. Now it's in April. Um, Wait, they play
0: VMI after the ACC tournament?
1: Yeah, there's a weird weekend in there.
0: That's very weird. But, yeah, yeah, so before the ACC tournament – they host Syracuse uh, yeah. as the the almost last
1: home yeah. game. <laughs> Don't forget about that little guy hanging strange. out there. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> season starts with It's uh, the
0: last home game. VMI is the last home scrimmage. Mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but they've got three Saturday games to, to kick things off all at home. But, but the first handful of their games are at home. But the, that's, a, that's a good slate, Loyola, Lehigh, and Princeton. So, yep. Know, and High Point's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. High,
2: am, am I correct to remember that High Point beat Duke last year? They I beat Virginia the last year. Oh, yeah, you that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: sneeze at something. Uh, we have a few
1: nickels. Just a handful. We could buy some gum. I'm not um, sneezing at anything, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> I would love actually. I'm gonna when we get out of this. I'm gonna Google the origin of nothing to sneeze at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it is high point. I think Asher Nolting is still there, there. Is the bane of our existence from last year? Virginia right. started last year one one and three, or is that right? One in three. One that sounds wrong, but <laughs> um, I don't know. I, no. I mean they they. Yeah it, I, was, yeah, it was, was some, like, it was a slow start. It was really slow hard. start because they got trounced by Loyola. Right. Thank God, Pat Spencer's just playing basketball somewhere now. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> this is the this is almost the exact same starting slate of games as last year. I yeah. didn't realize that that it's it is High Point flip High Point and Princeton just in the order of the games. Yeah. Eh.
1: So yeah, it was one and two. Sorry, not one and three. Um, because they lost Loyola, lost at High Point, um and then w- rattled off a huge win streak until I'll give you one guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously won the rest of the games as they went on to win the national championship, but they sure um, did. Maybe this is the year they get that regular season victory over Duke. Now that they beat him in the semis. We'll hey, see. I'll take uh, the title. Uh, <laughs> Uh, very true
0: would you rather uva didn't win the basketball oh title but took the guys back so that we could win these regular season I games cannot. Um, <laughs> i don't i don't even remember who on twitter i'm mocking there but it's someone anyway uh stay tuned to the blog, folks uh for for next saturday's game uh the loyal uh game at clockner is at two um and then that Louisville game is in Louisville at four. Uh, obviously we've got the Clemson game at home in basketball before Saturday. So we'll be back uh, to hopefully talk about a win there. And uh, until then, for everybody's the line, I'm Pierce. Go Hoos.